Welcome to the Health and Safety Executive Podcast with me, Mick Ord. I hope I find you in good health. This is the fourth in our series of podcasts designed to guide you and your business safely through some of the regulatory changes which are coming in at the end of the transition period. Over the past few weeks, we've looked at BPR and PPP, and this week we're looking at a total of three regimes in the one episode, REACH, CLP and PIC. REACH is, of course, the Registration, Evaluation, Authorization and Restriction of Chemicals. CLP is Chemicals, Classification, Labeling and Packaging. And PIC is Prior Informed Consent for the Export and Import of Hazardous Chemicals, all three of which will change to varying degrees at the end of December 2020. So whether your company does business in Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland or England, we've some important information to relay to you. After we've heard from our two experts, I'll be giving out some information about where you can find out more on what we're talking about in this episode, and also how you subscribe to our free e-bulletin service, so you're kept in touch with news and developments as they happen. For this episode, I've been speaking to Andrea Catons, a regulatory scientist from the HSE's Chemicals Regulatory Division. She's also the CLP lead in the Transition Programme team. And we'll be hearing from Andrea shortly about the changes to CLP and PIC. But first from Alan Williams, who's the lead for external comms and stakeholder engagement from the chemicals team at DEFRA. He's been telling us about the changes to the UK REACH regulations. Alan, you say on your website that the key principles for REACH are retained. So what are these principles? The regulatory framework that we are putting in place for UK REACH will retain both the fundamental approach of REACH with its aims of ensuring a high level of protection of human health and its key principles of REACH. These include the no data, no market principle, the last resort principle on animal testing, access to information for workers and the precautionary principle, as well as the provision for only representatives, otherwise known as ORs. And what are you doing to mitigate costs to businesses? Well, we're keeping the transition to UK REACH as simple as possible, avoiding change for change's sake. So, for example, in building the Comply with UK REACH IT system, we have made sure it will work very much like the ECHO and REACH IT, including the same software requirements and many of the processes that businesses have been using and understand. We have put in place great peer provisions of grandfathering and downstream user import notifications to minimise the costs for businesses and maintain market access to both the EU and UK market. Following concerns raised about the current timelines for supplying data to the UK regulator, we have decided to extend these deadlines, which would enable industry to mitigate costs without reducing important environmental and health protections. And will UK business still be able to access the EU market? Yes, GB-based businesses wanting to place a chemical on the EU market will need to get that chemical registered with the European Chemicals Agency, or ECHA. That registration must be held by an organisation based in the EU. GB companies wishing to export chemicals into the EU or Northern Ireland after the end of the transition period would need to rely on their EU or Northern Ireland-based customers to register as importers or they would need to transfer their registrations to an EU or Northern Ireland-based legal entity or only representative. ECHA has recently published guidance on how to do this. What changes, Alan, are being made to the data submission deadlines? 
Well, we've extended the existing data submission deadlines set in legislation as follows. The initial notification stage for UK downstream users to submit downstream user import notifications, or DUINs as they're colloquially known, has been extended from 180 to 300 days from 1st of January 2021. As a result, UK downstream users will have the opportunity to assess how existing EU retrenchments have met the 120-day deadline and use it to inform their own process. We have also extended the deadline for completing a full registration supported by full data packages to two, four and six years from the end of the initial 300-day period. The deadline for final submission of data underpinning the full registration is dependent on tonnage bands and hazard profile, with the highest tonnage band and most hazardous chemicals first. Will Northern Ireland be part of UK REACH? So, for the duration of the protocol, Northern Ireland will remain part of the EU regulatory systems for chemicals to ensure frictionless movement of goods within the island of Ireland whilst remaining within the UK customs territory. We are also offering a streamlined process for Northern Ireland chemicals to be notified with UK REACH to facilitate trade from Northern Ireland to GB. Northern Ireland businesses can notify direct should they wish to do so. Otherwise, the responsibility will lie with their GB customer. And when will companies be able to access the appropriate forms on the website? These will be available when the Comply of UK REACH IT system goes live from the end of the transition period. What will be the functionality of the UK REACH IT system? The Comply of UK REACH IT system will replicate key functions of the EU REACH IT system to provide continuity for GB businesses. At the point of launch, businesses will be able to use the service to validate existing GB-held EU REACH registration, so grandfathering, as we discussed earlier. They'll be able to submit downstream user import notifications. You'll be able to submit a new substance registration. You'll also be able to submit new product and process-orientated research and development, or PPORD, notifications. Is the information they need to supply to the HSE different to the previous requirements in either quantity or nature of content? So it's important that people consider what their new roles are within UK reach. So, for example, a lot of the information will be exactly the same, but perhaps their roles within the process has changed. So, for example, if you were previously a downstream user, you may now have importer obligations under UK reach. We strongly recommend that you go to the HSE website and read the guidance there to identify what information you'll need to supply. Now we're going to speak to Andrea. Andrea, CLP, as we know, refers to classification, labelling and packaging. In 2021, after transition, the legislation changes to GBCLP. What are the main changes that will happen? Businesses based in Great Britain that place chemicals on the GB market, and that's both substances and mixtures, will have to comply with the GBCLP regulation. And this will also uh, apply to those suppliers based in Northern Ireland who supply directly to the GB market. However, uh, it's important to note that the majority of the CLP regulation remains unchanged and the main duty is to classify, that is to identify the intrinsic hazardous properties and communicate information about those hazards through labelling and to securely and safely package those chemicals will all remain the same. But from the 1st of January 2021, Great Britain Mandatory Classification and Labelling, or GBMCL, will replace the EU Harmonised Classification Labelling System, and Great Britain will make its own decisions about mandatory classification and labelling. 
all of the existing EU harmonised classification and labelling at the end of the transition period will be kept as GB mandatory classification and labelling. And GB suppliers will need to comply with mandatory classification and labelling in the same way as they did with EU harmonised classification and labelling before. Those substances with a GB mandatory classification and labelling will be included in the GB MCL list and this will be hosted and managed by HSE as the GB CLP agency. GB based suppliers supplying in the Great Britain market with chemicals and Northern Ireland based suppliers who supply directly to the GB market will deal with HSE as the GB CLP agency instead of the European Chemicals Agency or ECHA. And this will include when notifying substances to the GB notification database and for submission of requests to use alternative chemical names. There will be new requirements on GB-based companies currently identified as downstream users and distributors, that is, those who are currently supplied by businesses in the EU or the EEA. These GB-based downstream users and distributors will become importers under GBCLP after the end of the transition period if the same supply arrangements continue. And as such, they will have to comply with all of the importer's duties and obligations. Further information is provided in the scenario table, which is currently available on the HSE website. And will this affect businesses exporting to the EU and EEA? In order for a GB-based exporter to supply chemicals to the EU, they must identify an importer. There's no allowance in either the EU or the GB CLP regulations for a third party to act on behalf of the importer and the importer must be directly involved in the supply chain. The responsibility for the classification, the labelling and the packaging of chemicals exported to the EU from Great Britain will rest with the EU-based importer. So GB-based exporters are encouraged to work with the importers to agree what information they might be able to provide to help the importer comply with the EU CLP requirements. So, for example, this might include what information appears on the CLP hazard label, such as the inclusion of a GB supplier's contact details in the supplemental information section. But ultimately, the decision over what appears on an EU CLP label is a matter for the EU and individual member states. What will the GB mandatory classification and labelling system look like? So from the 1st of January 2021, the Great Britain mandatory classification and labelling system will replace the EU harmonised classification and labelling system and Great Britain will make its own decisions about mandatory classification and labelling. So the GB MCL system itself will have two strands. Firstly, HSE as the GB CLP agency will consider all published opinions from ECHA's Risk Assessment Committee or the RAC on EU harmonised classification and labelling. HSE will then prepare its own agency opinion and will recommend to ministers whether or not Great Britain should align with the RAC opinion. The minister will then decide, with the consent of the devolved administrations, whether or not to give legal effect to the new or revised GB MCL entry. Alternatively, HSE, the devolved administrations or GB-based industry in certain circumstances can propose mandatory classification and labelling directly. Following public consultation, HSE will then prepare an agency opinion on the proposal and make a recommendation to ministers. The minister, again with the consent of the devolved administrations, will decide whether or not to give a new or revised mandatory classification and labelling legal effect. 
and further information on the new GB MCL system will be made available on HSE's classification web pages in due course. And will GB-based companies still have to notify the classification and labelling of the substances placed on the GB market under GBCLP? Yes, uh, GB-based manufacturers and importers will still need to submit notifications, but these will be made to HSE rather than to ECHA. Also, existing GB notifications that are already listed in ECHA's classification and labelling inventory will be kept in place and re-notification in Great Britain will not be necessary. Other exemptions will be available too to help reduce the need to send in notifications and these will be explained on HSE's CLP web pages. And again, further guidance on submitting notifications to the GB notification database will be available on HSE's chemical classification web pages. How will the UN globally harmonised system of the classification and labelling of chemicals, otherwise known as UNGHS, be adopted and how will that impact on CLP requirements for GB businesses? On the 1st of January 2021, Great Britain will effectively adopt the GHS in the same way as the EU. So adopting all of the same GHS building blocks, the the hazard classes and hazard categories that the EU has adopted in the EU CLP regulation. The UK will continue to play an important role in the UN subcommittee of experts for the globally harmonised system and will continue to work to make improvements to the GHS to ensure high levels of protection for people and the environment. After the 1st of January 2021, Great Britain will have more flexibility when deciding whether to continue to adopt the GHS in the same way as the EU. Any proposals to adopt the GHS differently will be discussed with stakeholders and will be given legal effect through domestic regulations set out in statutory instruments thereby providing industry time to make any necessary changes. Andrea, how long after the 31st of December 2020 will GB businesses have to update their labels? There's no transitional period after the 1st of January 2021 for businesses to update their labels to comply with the requirements of GBCLP. From the 1st of January 2021, GB-based businesses must classify, label and package the substances and mixtures according to the GB-CLP regulation before placing them on the GB market. Labels must be in English, but additional languages will also be permitted. In addition, the label will require the address of either the GB supplier or the Northern Ireland-based supplier supplying directly to the GB market. However, businesses will not have to recall substances or mixtures already placed legally on the GB market to update their labels, provided the following conditions are met. Firstly, the substances or mixtures have already been placed on the GB market before the 1st of January 2021, and the supplier can provide proof that the substance or mixture was placed on the market before that date. And where required, the hazard labelling is in accordance with the GB mandatory classification and labelling in the GB mandatory classification and labelling list published on the HSE website. That's great. Thanks, Andrea. Now we're going to talk about PIC, prior informed consent. What are the main changes to the new GB PIC regime compared to the old EU system EPIC? GB-based companies will no longer have access to EPIC and new GB procedures for notifying exports will be in place ahead of the 1st of January 2021. Forms and guidance will be available on HSE's website. There will be a GB PIC list setting out which chemicals are subject to the regulation. 
when the new requirements come into force on the 1st of January 2021, the chemicals in the GB PIC list will be the same as those in Annexes 1 and 5 of the EU PIC regulation. And how will the end of the transition period impact on businesses involved in the export and import of PIC-listed chemicals? HSE, as the GB PIC-designated national authority, will need to be notified of the export of PIC-listed chemicals from Great Britain. This will include exporting them to EU countries or moving them to Northern Ireland. Businesses will need to notify the first export in any calendar year of a listed chemical to any importing country at least 35 days before the intended date of export. A PIC export notification for export to the EU or supply to Northern Ireland will cover export of that chemical to any EU country and movement to Northern Ireland. GB-based companies will no longer have access to EPIC and new GB procedures for notifying exports will be in place ahead of the 1st of January 2021 and guidance and forms will be made available on HSE's website. How does the new PIC regime affect Northern Ireland businesses in terms of exporting and importing PIC chemicals? The EU PIC regulation will still apply to Northern Ireland and so PIC chemicals can be sent from Northern Ireland to any EU member state without needing to be notified. Northern Ireland based companies exporting PIC chemicals to countries outside the EU will need to comply with the requirements of the EU PIC regulation. For movement of PIC chemicals from Northern Ireland to Great Britain, businesses will only need to comply with those requirements of EU PIC that implement the Rotterdam Convention. For example, the movement of a chemical listed in Part 2 of Annex 1 to the EU PIC regulation from Northern Ireland to Great Britain will need to be notified by the exporter, but will not require explicit consent from the GB authorities. Will GB companies need to seek consent for exporting chemicals to EU countries? For chemicals that require consent before export, including to the EU, HSE will contact the importing country's designated national authority on behalf of the exporter. Where consent is given by the designated national authority of an EU member state, it would be expected to cover export of that chemical to any EU country or to Northern Ireland. And will the information now required by the HSE be any different to that required by EPIC in the old days, both in terms of information about chemicals and also quantities? The information requirements will be the same as before, but GB-based exporters will no longer have access to EPIC and will need to use the new GB procedures for notifying exports. And what are the timescales and deadlines for businesses who want to export a new PIC-listed chemical? They will need to notify the first export in any calendar year of a listed chemical to any importing country at least 35 days before the intended date of export. Alan, could my roles and responsibilities have changed as a result of moving from EU reach to UK reach, i.e. could I have become a downstream user or is there anything I have to do as a result of this? Well, the downstream user import notification provision is intended to enable existing supply chains to continue unbroken and provide time for businesses to comply with their new obligations as an importer under UK reach. The measure will therefore apply only to existing GB downstream users or distributors under EU reach who were, at any time in the two-year period before 1st of January 2021, already a downstream user or distributor under EU reach established in GB in relation to a substance and who did not have an EU reach registration. So from the 1st of January 2021, GB companies wishing to register new chemicals for the GB market would need to register those with HSE using the Comply with UK reach IT system. 
So, Alan, what actions do people and businesses need to take in relation to REACH? Well, let's talk again about grandfathering. So grandfathering will only apply to all registrations, including intermediates, held by GB-based entities, including importers and only representatives based in Great Britain, and to sole legal joint registrants that exist at the end of the transition period. All GB-based registrations that exist at the end of the transition period and all registrations held by GB entities at any point since March 2017 will be grandfathered. So that means if a UK REACH registration was transferred to an EU, EA or NI-based entity in the run-up to the end of the transition period, it will still be grandfathered into UK REACH. Grandfathering will not apply to registrations held by entities established outside of Great Britain, regardless of whether they are part of a group of companies which also has a presence in Great Britain. Those registrations will not be grandfathered unless they have been transferred to a GB entity before the end of the transition period. Grandfathered registrations will be legally recognised by UK REACH from day one. Businesses then need to take further action to confirm their registration within 120 days. But if you are an importer or an exporter, UK REACH will apply in the same way as EU REACH, where registration obligations rest with the importer. You are a distributor under REACH and CLP if you source a chemical substance or a mixture within GB, store it and then place it on the market for someone else also under your brand without changing its chemical composition in any way. For example, retailers and wholesalers are distributors under REACH and CLP. You are not a distributor if you buy chemicals from outside GB and place them straight onto the market in GB. In that instance, you're an importer. So therefore, if you buy chemicals within GB and mix them with other chemicals or dilute them or refill containers with them before supplying them to others, in that instance, you're a downstream user. So for exporters, any GB-based entities currently holding EU REACH registrations would need to transfer their registrations to an EEA-based entity, such as an affiliate or an IOR, in order to continue exporting substances or mixtures to the EU EEA market. Alternatively, GB companies could support their EU EEA-based importers to ensure that they comply with EU REACH. Further details on how to achieve this are on the ECHA website. And finally, if you're a downstream user, you may have acquired import obligations under UK REACH as a previous downstream user of the substance covered by an EU-based registration. And in this instance, you are able to make use of the notification provision to ensure continuity of supply. This notification will be required via the Comply with UK REACH IT system within 300 days of the end of the transition period. For more information, you should visit the HSE Brexit pages on UK REACH and if you would like any further information, you should sign up to the HC bulletins via the Transition Service webpages. Thanks, Alan. Over to you now, Andrea. What actions do people and businesses need to take in relation to CLP if they're supplying chemicals? As I noted earlier, the majority of the CLP regulation remains the same. So that includes the key duties to classify, to label and to package chemicals before they're placed on the market in Great Britain. Therefore, for many suppliers that are already in full compliance with EU CLP now, there will be no need to take immediate action unless something changes regarding the classification. However, some suppliers' roles will change, particularly those who are identified as downstream users or distributors before the end of the transition period because they obtain substances or mixtures from EU-based suppliers. These parties will become importers if these supply chains continue after the 1st of January 2021. 
therefore businesses placing chemicals on the GB market should confirm what their role or their roles within the supply chain will be from the 1st of January 2021 and they should identify their duties under GB CLP accordingly. Further information to assist suppliers with this is provided in the scenario table on our website and to keep up to date with any further information please sign up to our e-bulletin service via the transition web pages. Suppliers will, of course, need to make any necessary changes to their labels, for example, to include the supplier's contact details or to update those details as soon as possible. However, as I mentioned earlier, businesses won't have to recall substances or mixtures already legally placed on the GB market to update their labels, provided that the substances or mixtures have already been placed on the GB market before the 1st of January 2021, and the supplier can provide proof of this and the hazard labelling is in accordance with the GB mandatory classification labelling, which will be provided in the GB MCL list published on the HSE website. I would encourage businesses supplying to or from the EU or the EEA to speak to their counterparts to ensure that everything is in place to facilitate continuing supply chains or to create new ones. Andrea, you mentioned suppliers' roles changing What do businesses need to consider across the roles? When considering actions, roles and responsibilities, suppliers need to be aware that from the 1st of January 2021, mandatory classification and labelling will replace EU harmonised classification and labelling and that substances with a GB mandatory classification and labelling will be included in the GB mandatory classification and labelling list. And that list will be provided on the HSE website. Also, GB-based businesses supplying the GB market with chemicals, whether they're substances or mixtures, and Northern Ireland-based suppliers who supply directly to the Great Britain market will need to deal with HSE as the GB CLP agency instead of the European Chemicals Agency. Full information on GB CLP and any new arrangements and processes will be made available on our website. To keep up, up to date with any further information, people should sign up to our e-bulletin services via the transition web pages. So, everything you need to know about the changes to REACH, CLP and PIC, which come into effect at various times from the 1st of January 2021. A very big thank you to Andrea Catons and Alan Williams for joining us today and helping us to map out the road ahead for businesses in the chemical sector. Remember, what Andrea and Alan have been talking about is in written form on the HSE website. The address is www.hse.gov.uk slash Brexit. And if you have any queries or hit a brick wall, then you can always email us on eu exitchemicals at hse.gov.uk. So that's eu-exitchemicals at hse.gov.uk. And we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And of course, there's our e-bulletin service. Just pop your email address into the subscription box, which appears on the pages of the HSE website. We'll keep you informed on the latest news and advice. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast and remember to subscribe to this podcast too. We'd welcome any feedback as well. So it's bye for now from me, Mick Ord. Do join me again soon. Mm-hmm.